The message you're about to listen to is produced by the Trans Edge Church. We believe you will be blessed and changed by it. The Trans Edge change is inevitable. John chapter 10. Say to someone, I love the word of God. I'll say it again. Say to another person, I love the word of God. Some people are only just saying to the same person. You see, God's word is responsive, and he expects us to be responsive as well. I love God's word. Mm. John chapter 10. Mm, I love this. You know, when they were wondering who Jesus is, because some of them knew him as God and some knew him as just, oh, come on, you're just the son of a carpenter. And so also us today, some people just see us for what we humanly are and they go, oh, well, you're just Gigi. But Gigi is much more than just Gigi. Gigi is learning new ways to be her spiritual self. Much more than you can just see. Same thing with every one of us. Every time we find ourselves in, in the presence of God and we, uh, we, we take in his word, we are transformed. We are blessed, we are transformed, we are changed. And it's a process. It's not a one-time thing. Because he's changing us into what he wants us to be. But don't forget, we are already God's children. But we are learning more about ourselves, about what, who we are, what we've become. We're learning. You know, some of us have watched those movies, Superman or Spider-Man. And Spider-Man was not born as Spider-Man. Right? But what happened? He got beaten by a spider. And then what happened? So he started having, you know, some powers, some unexplainable tendencies, okay, that he can all of a sudden, you know, jump a little bit and it amounts to much. And then all of a sudden he saw that he could leap off, uh, you know, 10-story building and he's able to kind of make some interesting moves. However, he started to explore this, the, the extremes or uh, the capacity of his power. He needed to explore. He needed to check, how far can I do this? What, what can I do with this? You know, and what do you call it? The, the web, whatever you called it, you know, he could shoot it out of his hand and stick to something else. And then it becomes a, a strong tensile strength, you know, string that he can use to climb, you know, places. He needed to discover for himself the capacity of this new power that he has. But from the very moment he was beaten, he became Spider-Man. But not at that same moment did he realize how much power he has got. Do you know 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, you are a new creation. 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And you are wondering, but things have not changed so far. No, you are discovering how new things have become. You don't just get it the first time. But the more you explore, the more you realize how far, how deep, how wide, and how tall this thing is. We've got much more in God than you can ever think or imagine. We've got much more. So he's called you into a life of more. He's called you into a life of much more than you can ever dream, imagine, think. He's called you into that. So what, do, what does Jesus say? In chapter 10, John, verse 27, it says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me. And he's more powerful than anyone else. I want you to think about that for a moment. If I were you, that's the only scripture I would take home today. I know some of you are tired, okay? Just pretend, just smile at me, okay? And so that I can ride with you. Praise God. He said, I'll take that again. My sheep, all right, I'll take from 25. Jesus replied, I have already told you and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. That's a test. Are you a disciple? If you are a disciple, you believe him. All right. He said, but you don't believe me because you're not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. Even when they can't see me and it's all dark around them. Even when the situations and circumstances is blinding their focus or their, the, 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 the path where they need to take. He said, but they, they hear me from the inside. Why? Because they know my voice. How many of you are mothers here that you have a bunch of children in one room, but when one cries, you know the one who is crying? You just know. Why? Because you really know them. You say, that's my son. That's my girl crying. You just know. And Jesus is saying, my sheep knows my voice. Even if they can't see me because of the things that are weighing them down, but their spirit will respond to me. You see, and I know them, and they follow me. And look at what he said in verse 28. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. You see, there's a difference between they will not perish and they will never perish. Okay? Never. I think never is stronger than not. Right? 
The stronger not. So in other words, regardless of what you do to them, these guys, you can't defeat them. You can push them down, but they can stay down forever. I'm not sure where you are at in your life, where you feel like you are the worst place in your life. Hey, 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 they will never perish. He says they will never perish. You put a seed in the ground, tell, tell me, the seed has to die first. But the seed does not perish. Hey, the seed does not perish. Although it dies, the dying is, in its, is the same process by which it germinates again. And Jesus said, until a seed falls down and dies, there is no new life. That is dead does not mean it's perished. It has to die. It's the process of coming up again. You understand? So regardless of where you are right now and you think it's the worst of time, no, it's a process. You are in the process of waking up again. And this time, you're waking up stronger and better. Why? Because he says, my sheep, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Take that home. Take that home. They will never perish. You see, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've been, regardless of how terrible your life has been, because you belong to Jesus, there's always a restoration to something better. I, I, I love the next one. It says, and no one can snatch them away from me. Do you know why? Because he loves you. When you are in love with someone, you don't go, okay then. Oh, so that's what you want to do. All right, you go. No, you fight for them. Right? You fight for them. You don't go, well, I, I love you. You know how people say when you love something, set it free? Yeah, you can bring her. Let her come and preach here. But when you really, really love someone, I know why, why they said when you love someone or you love something, you set it free. In other words, you don't control them. Right? You don't control them. You don't try to hold them back and control them because you say, but, but that's manipulation. That's not love. Right? That's not love. But I do say that when you love someone, you stick on. You fight for them. You fight for them not to control them. You fight for them so that you are still there. You are still in their life. You are still completely and, and wholly and totally part of them. You're still there. You're still there. Don't set it free. Don't set it free, but don't control them. Don't control them. Don't use your love to control them. That, that's manipulation and that is witchcraft. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's manipulation. Don't control them. Don't say, because I love you. You know I love you, so you have to be back home at 5 o'clock in the afternoon because I so really love you. No, they don't have to be back. They will come back whenever they want to. And when they feel like they really love you and want to be with you, they will come back at 5. Right? It's true. They will know what you want, but they won't do it because... You want them to, they will do it because they want to do it. Because they know that's what gets you. 
You get me? It's true. And Jesus is saying, no one can snatch them away from me. In other words, he will go far and wide to get you back. To fight for you. So regardless, and, and I want you to take this, not just for yourself. And I don't think this word is for you tonight. But I think this word is for someone else in your life. In your life that you need to let know that, hey, God has not left you. God has, is, is not tired of you. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. You know, some people have just lost the life of, I love Jesus. You know, they used to believe, but they no longer believe. But Jesus is saying, no one can snatch them away. I'm coming back for you. Coming back. It might take a while, but he's coming back. And the fact is, he does not force himself to you, into you, but he's clearing and creating that space for you to be able to turn back and notice that he's there. He said, I stand at the door and knock. So he could have broken the door down, but he, he's, not, he's not the American soldier. All right? What do you call them? The SWAT team. Right? He's not SWAT team. All right? To the enemy, he's SWAT. But to his beloved, he's not SWAT. He just stands at the door and keeps knocking. Would you like to open for me? You know, at times we'll kick him out, right? So get out. You're not speaking my same language. Get out. The things that we're doing, you know, it's not in correlation. Get out. I can't live that your kind of life. You know how we say, it's not you but me. It's not about you but it's me. You know, at times we'll kick Jesus out and say, Jesus, you are too holy for me. So it's not, it's not about you, it's me. I'm not worthy of you. So because of that, I can't follow you. But Jesus is saying, hey, it's okay. When I first loved you, I didn't love you because you were holy. I actually loved what you were than what you're thinking you are now. I loved what you were. Oh, come on. Oh, you were terrible. You were a sinner. You were bad. You were terrible. I really loved that. Because that's when I could see your honesty. That's where I could see your vulnerability. That's where I thought I could come into your life. But now that you're trying to be holy, no, it's not your strength. I gave you holiness because that's what I could bring to the table. But I asked you to bring yours to the table. And what did you bring? You brought yourself. And I loved that. But now you're trying to be something that you're not. I'm coming for you. Are you still here? Let them know. Let them know. Tomorrow people are coming in here for a whole lot of reason. But don't forget this message tonight. That he's coming for them. And he's not coming. You know how you say, oh, come on. He's coming. He's coming. Be, be afraid. No, he's not coming to scare. He's coming in love. He's coming to bring them back home where they belong. It's coming. It's coming. So your job is not to go, hey, you know what? Jesus loves you. No, you don't have to see all of that. You just be by them. Encourage them until Jesus comes. Alright? Just support them. Just say, hey, it's okay. You're going through this. It's okay. God sees. It's alright. It's alright. Why? Why? Because he says that no one can snatch them away from me. No one can snatch them. In other words, he's doing something in the background to get you. 
He's coming for you. You see all those your friends that you've been talking to and it feels like you're talking on deaf ears. It's okay. It's all right. You don't be frustrated. Why? Because Jesus is coming for them. And I'm not talking about Jesus is coming again as in judgment day or last day. No, I'm saying he loves them so much that he's preparing ways to get back to them. He's coming for them. He's coming for them. Hmm. Here the next one. He said, no one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me. Oh. Are you on the same place? New Living Translation, that's what I'm reading. Uh, see it. He said, no one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me. Are you still here? For my father has given them to me. And read the next one. And he is more powerful than anyone else. He is more powerful than anyone else. He is more powerful than anyone else. You know, he show his might. He shows his might because he loves you. You see, for Jesus to even talk about the, the, the might of God means that he will show his might to get you back. He will show his strength to have you back. To you, he will come soft. But against Anything that stands before you, he shows his might. You see, to Pharaoh, he showed his might. He, he, he divided the Red Sea. And it has to take something much more powerful to separate the sea we're not talking about a swimming pool. We're talking about a sea. One of the biggest seas in the world. The Red Sea. He split it up as though it was just nothing. Just to show to Pharaoh, I'm bigger than you. I'm bigger than you. Don't dare me. He says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he, God, my father, is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my father's hand. The father and I are one. Say amen. amen. First John chapter 4, or rather, yep, chapter 4. Actually, chapter 5, verse 11. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. 
whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. And then in verse 13 it says, I have written, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God. So that you may know that you have eternal life. How amazing is that? He's saying, I've written this to you. I'm telling you this as though you don't know it. But I'm telling you so that you will know that you have eternal life. You will know that you have God's kind of life. That's what he's saying. You will know, because God's kind of life is eternal life. And I think it in Greek it's called zoe. Now, zoe is the God's kind of life. It's an imperishable life. You can push it down, but you can, you can destroy it. You can destroy it. You can defeat it. In verse 4, it says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes. Overcomes. Always defeats the world. Overcomes the world. Comes upon. Rises above. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes. Can I, can I show it to you? Can I analyze it this way? Can I analyze it this way? It's just this way. Um, you, you have a bucket of water, right? And you throw a stone in the water. Where does it go? Talk to me. It goes to the bottom. Why? Because of his weight. His weight down. Always goes down. You throw, because it's not made of plastic. But whatsoever is made of plastic, what, does, what happens? It rises above. So tell me that the, 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 the stone or the rock has overcome the water. No, it has not. It has succumbed to the water. Are you still here? But any plastic ball, let's say a football or a little you know, plastic ball that you throw in the water, no matter how small or big it is, provided it's plastic, what happens? It rises above the water. It overcomes the water. Okay, so whatsoever is born of God overcomes, rises above. It's not, it does not succumb to the water. It overcomes the water. It's always floating. When you have God in you, regardless of what is happening in your life, you always come, you rise above. You may be pushed down. You know, you can push the, the plastic ball down a little bit so that it's submerged. But once you take your hands off it, it comes back up again. Regardless of how much you push it down, it will keep coming up. Why? Because it's, it's made of plastic. Same thing with you. Regardless of how much you are pushed down, you will keep coming up. Why? Because you've got God's life in you. God's life in you. That's what it says. Whatsoever is born of God, regardless of what you do to them, sit on top of them. You will get up at some point. And you get up, it stands up again as though nothing has ever happened. Overcomes the world. So don't be discouraged what you're going through. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel like, well, this is my life now. It's not your life now. There's something better for you. You see, con continue to trust in God. Continue to have faith in him. And let him, or rather let his life in you, reflect. 
You see, when his life in you becomes a sword inside of you, all that will happen is that you find yourself always coming back up. Always coming back up. You can never be depressed. All right? You may feel depressed, but it will not settle in your spirit. You, you see that? Because it will not become you. Why? Because you're not made of depression. You are made of God. You've got God's life. You've got God's life. You may be anxious for a short while. Why? Because you've been looking too much at so many people. Okay? But when reality strikes, the reality is that you've got God's life. Anxiety cannot keep you down for long. You've got God. You've got God. Come on, tell someone you've got God. You've got God. You've got his life inside of you. You've got eternal life. Oh, say it again. I've got eternal life. You know, at times when you call it eternal life, it kind of sounds like, well, it's a life that is long, 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 long. It's all of that, but much more. It's the quality of life. What kind of quality of life have you got? A life that cannot be held down for too long. You get it? You get it? One more thing. Tie a stone to that plastic. What do you think will happen? Huh? Oh, no, you're you are not thinking. I'm not sure what stone you're talking about. It will stay afloat. It will stay afloat. It will stay afloat. The plastic might not float as much as it should, but the stone will never sit up or sit down. It will stay afloat. Why? Because the life inside of you does not only impact you alone, it impacts others around you. Praise God. So I want to say to you, verse 13 again, I've written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So ask someone, do you believe in the name of the Son of God? Do you believe in the name of Jesus? Do you believe in the name of Jesus? Oh, say I believe if you do. Oh, that's better. All right. So I've written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So I'm reminding you that you've got eternal life. So if you have forgotten, hey, think about it. I've got the Son of God. I believe in the name of the Son of God. Then I've got eternal life. That's what he's saying. I've got eternal life. I've got God's life. I've got the way inside of me. I've got the way. The way. You see, plastic does not know that it's made of plastic until you put it in water. All right? You see, you might have so many uh, things and you throw them in the water. Their behavior when they get on water will tell you what they are made of. You put metal on water. What happens? If If it does not have a vacuum, it will sink. Same thing, plastic. Because it's made of plastic, it will stay afloat. Stone will sink. Wood, depending if it's dry, it may stay afloat for a while until it's still soaked, but it will sink. But plastic will always stay above. You see, there are people who live the plastic life. All right? There are people who live the wood life, and there are those who live the rock life. <clears throat> the one who live the plastic life, who always stay above, they are the ones who've got eternal life. Regardless of what they do, God is always keeping them. And those are the type that Jesus said, hey, no one can snatch them away from me. Why? Because he's got them. 
And there are those who live the wood life, the timber life. Okay? Now, you put the timber in water, what happens? For a while, it might behave as though it's floating. But when it gets soaked, it goes down. They are the ones who feel like they can do it by their own strength. You know, I don't have to be a Christian, but I can just be a good person and just be generous to people and give to them. you right? So, the more they give, the more they are happy. But when they stop giving, they become sad. But you're not like that. So, as a child of God, whether, whether or not you give, you don't lose your eternal life. Okay? So, they're different. So, when things start to happen terribly, hey, the wood will soak up water and go down. Oh, think about the third one. The stone. You don't even have to do anything. They are the ones who get depressed anytime. They are the ones, before anything happens, they are feeling like the world is against them. It's not their fault. It's what they are made up of. Have they got eternal life? But if anyone, if anyone be in Christ, is a new creature. Once you become a child of God, you leave the life of stone behind and take on the life of plastic. All right. It sounds weird to say the life of plastic because it sounds terrible. But we are looking at the floating capacity or quality of a plastic. To rise above. And lastly, I say this. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. It says, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. We are confident. That he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. In the New International Version, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So he's just saying, Hey, when you have this confidence, your prayers are always answered. Your prayers are always answered when you have confidence in God. How many of you have prayed and you, you stand up and walk away and you felt like you've not prayed? You felt like you've just wasted your time. And that happens when you have no confidence. In whom you have prayed to. But that won't happen when you have confidence. Right? It's just like calling someone on the phone and say, Hey, Martin, um, can you pick up Elijah on your way back from work? You'll go away, and if, if he says yes, I will, you'll go away doing whatever you want to do, confidently, knowing fully well that Elijah will be back home sleeping before you go, get back. But if you ask Ethan... Ethan, can you pick up Elijah from school? And Ethan goes, yes, I will. You drop that phone and go, ah, no, I've got to go and pick up Elijah myself. Why? Because you have no confidence in his capacity to do that. All right? But when you have confidence in someone's capacity, you don't go back and go, oh, I don't think this is going to happen. All right? So, until you realize who God is in your life and have confidence in him, there will always be prayers that you struggle with. 
get to know he's powerful. He's mightier than anyone else. And he loves you. So, so this is the confidence that we have in him that when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. Another thing is through your testimony, you know, I go out and say, you know what, Adi, I've just been praying. And you know what, I'm believing for this because God is doing it. Because he's done it. You see, confidence in the assurance that he has the capacity to do it will change things around for you. Why? Because that works in your mind. Amen. Wow. Praise God. But can I pray for you tonight? I'm going to pray for you tonight and my prayer is that you will be able to share the word of eternal life with others in your life. That tomorrow as people come in here to be blessed physically, that you will be able to communicate eternal life to them in the name of Jesus. That you will be able to communicate part of your life as a child of God to them in such a way that they are confident that there's something about you that needs to be sought out. Lord, I praise you. Because tomorrow is the sound of a brighter day. It starts off something better in the name of Jesus. I thank you because as people come, they will not only be blessed physically, they will go away always remembering the experience. And they will feel like there's something that has been shifted in their lives. I thank you because you are using us by yourself. We're confident of this very thing. That you who have begun this work, you are able to fulfill it until the day of Jesus Christ. We we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The message you've heard was produced by the Trans Edge Church, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com, or you may contact us by email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com.